Coping skill number one is saying thank you. Anxiety is just doing its job. It's letting you know that something new or different is going on and it might be a little uncomfortable or potentially dangerous. So when you express gratitude and say thank you to anxiety for doing its job, it knows that it can like chill out and not shout at you to try to get your attention. You've seen it, you've acknowledged it, and you've expressed thanks for doing a good job. It's good to have some other coping strategies. So let's go into visualize your ideal situation. So if you are feeling socially anxious because you think that you're going to feel panicky when you're around a new group of people, I want you to imagine or visualize that it's going well. So you are walking into the room. If your version of it going well is nobody is paying attention to you or bothering you, visualize that. If your vision of it going well is that somebody is coming up to you and introducing themselves to you and they're treating you with kindness, visualize that. Whatever is going to be your ideal perfect outcome just imagine that happening and it will prime your mind and your body to think that it's already happened so that it won't feel like a new or awkward situation or at least turn down the dial on that awkwardness a little bit coping skill number three is connecting with others we are social creatures and we are not meant to go through this alone when we make connections to other people it helps us feel included and not so lonely loneliness and isolation feeds depression. So when you can connect to other people in your community, in your school, in your job, in your family, with your friends, all of those things help you feel better about yourself. So when you're feeling anxious, sometimes talking about it with other people who you trust and respect can help you think about it in new or different ways or come up with solutions that you might not have thought of before. It's one of the reasons that I love my teen growth therapy groups. It is so cool seeing how everybody shares what worked for them and what was challenging about that and what they learned from those experiences because you just never know how sharing what you've learned could help somebody else. They end up finding the connections with others that they're not able to find in other areas of their lives, which helps them connect deeper with themselves too bonus plus it's always nice to know that you're not alone and that you're not crazy for having that experience so now that you have visualized it going well you can totally muddy this up with this coping strategy and that is to literally script out the dialogue that you would imagine going well here how many of y'all have been in the shower like recapping a conversation that you want to have or one that you've already had and you're like oh man that would have been so good to say in the moment uh I am totally guilty of that. I think we all do that. And it's our minds and bodies way of trying to process and prepare for the next time we're in a situation like that. The more preparation that we can do, the less anxious that we feel because we feel a little more in control and like we're not gonna be caught off guard by some unexpected surprise. Now, of course, just because you script out a conversation does not mean that the other person will abide by that script, which is so annoying, right? <laughs> like you've got all your points planned out and you're like, okay, if they say this, I'm going to say that. If they say that, I'm going to say this. And then they disagree from the start. It, that's great. That's what you wanted from the start. But it's a little unsettling because you're like, oh man, I was so prepared. But I would rather you be overprepared than underprepared to help with your social anxiety in these situations. So you can script things out by imagining it. You can actually type or text it out. If you're going to be doing that, uh, don't do it 
it in the actual message. Like do not put their name or contact information in that um, two slot because uh, you don't want to accidentally send it to them when you're not ready to hit send. I personally really like using my drafts on my email or the notes app on my phone. That way I don't risk actually sending it <laughs> before I'm ready for them to receive it. You gotta feel your feelings. I know it feels a little cringy to think about. After all, isn't feeling this way what got you here in the first place? Uh, maybe, maybe not. But the thing is, is that if you don't actually acknowledge and let yourself feel your feelings, they will pop up and creep out in some other way and it will never be convenient. How many of y'all have been just managing fine or fine enough and suddenly you burst out into tears over something that really doesn't even feel that significant or important to you? Uh, guilty as charged. <laughs> That's because you haven't given yourself enough time to process and to feel your feelings. So some ways that you can allow yourself time and space and energy to feel the way you feel is to actually set a timer. Yep, setting a timer and saying, I'm gonna let myself feel whatever I need to feel for these X number of minutes. You might wanna start small with like three minutes, five minutes, maybe 20, 30 minutes, I don't know, whatever feels good for you. Meditation is a great way to just feel and sit with however you're feeling, whatever your experience is, and just noticing it, not trying to make any effort to change it. You can also try journaling or reflecting with others. Just be careful that feeling your feelings doesn't turn into rumination, which can keep you stuck in your feelings. If you don't notice any positive impact over time, then you might want to change that one up a little bit or double it up with another coping strategy like movement. We can actually change or leave the situation. Yep. Actually moving about and taking some action can really help improve your depressed mood. So when you move your body, you move your mind. You can do this in a few different ways. You can actually get up and change where you're sitting. You can put on your favorite music and dance around. You can actually just get up and stretch a little bit or even shake it out. Changing the way you feel. When it comes to anxiety, we all have physical responses to anxiety. This is totally normal. It's your body's and mind's way of informing your experience. But sometimes our bodies like to shout at us. And so changing the way we physically or emotionally feel requires you to engage in some sort of self-soothing activity, which leads me straight into contribute. When we connect and give something of ourselves towards someone else or something bigger than ourselves, it helps us feel really great. It really puts a boost in our mood and our energy and our effort. When we put effort into others or into our communities or the world at large, we know that our presence and effort makes an impact on other people's lives. How cool is it to know that what we do, what we say, what we feel, what we change can have a positive impact on somebody else? It's probably why I do what I do. But what if you're too anxious to show up? The very first thing that you can do is drink some water. It may sound really strange, but water can actually help cool you down to help you get better in control of your anxiety responses. Drinking water also has another added benefit that if you are not sure what to say or you need a moment to collect yourself, very few people are going to interrupt you and say, oh, don't drink that water right now, I asked you a question. Especially in group therapy. Usually people are in group therapy because they want to be, not because they have to be. 
So that means that they're probably going to be kind and respectful and allow you some time to complete your sip of water while you collect your thoughts, gather your emotions, and just kind of physically reset for a moment. So you can actually do this in a few different ways. You can literally like shake it out. I don't know that I would recommend that in the middle of group, but before you enter into the group room or turn on your camera if you're still doing virtual group, just doing something to shake out that excess energy can be really useful and helpful to just shift into a new emotional state. If you can't do that or you're in the group already and you're starting to feel a little panicky, you can silently to yourself take a few deep breaths. I highly recommend breathing in through your nose and slowly out through your mouth. A lot of us, when we start feeling anxious, tend to tighten up and bundle up. You might like cross your legs or like have your arms folded in front of you. So literally untangling your limbs will help you relax and reset apply pressure. So I know I just told you to unwind yourself, but sometimes like putting some physical pressure on you can help you feel a little more contained and relaxed. So you can do this by hugging yourself. Most people aren't going to notice if you have your arms around you, but you can also apply pressure by squeezing your hands and releasing or even in your toes and release. Most people, if you're wearing shoes, won't even notice and even if you're not, they're probably not gonna be looking at your feet. But you can really do this with any body part. You change the story. We happen to be storytelling creatures. It's how we retain and remember and pass along important information to each other. So when you lock into a narrative or a story that you're telling yourself, you tend to believe it and you tend to respond as though it's absolutely going to happen. How obnoxious is it when you're watching a TV show and you're like, oh, that kid's mom is not dead. <laughs> and then boom, you find out that you were wrong. It can be a little shocking. It can be a little exciting to explore other opportunities or possibilities in that storyline, which is why different TV shows and movies try to shock and awe us. And you can apply that to yourself as well. Don't get so locked in that because group has always been anxiety provoking for you, that it will stay anxiety provoking for you. Try to explore some other opportunities or options that could happen for you. You've got to pause and reflect on what's working and not working for you. So just because a coping skill worked before in a situation doesn't mean it will work in another situation, even if they seem really similar. Every new experience is its own unique experience in and of itself. So we can't tend to over rely or over depend on just one type of coping strategy. It's important to take notice about what else helps and what doesn't help so you can adapt and make adjustments as you move forward. You gotta breathe. Yep, you've got to pause and take a deep breath. So the best way that I love to do this is to breathe in slowly through my nose and then even slower out through my mouth. So as therapists, we love breathing because it's one of the stress reactions that our body does that we actually have control over and can reverse that process. So when you feel anxious, everything kind of like ramps up and speeds up because it is letting you know that danger is afoot or at least potentially so. Your mind is gonna tell you if the potential danger is a real threat or not, but when you're feeling anxious, it's just 
is saying, oh, wake up, pay attention, stay alert. We don't know what's going on here. So if you are constantly in alert mode or anxiety mode, you're gonna have to take some deep breaths to clear out some of that processes and then you can have a clear head to consider, is this something realistic that I need to be anxious about? Or is there another story here that I can consider? So that is why we love deep breathing and it's why we talk about it all the time as therapists. It's a thing because it works. Now, of course, breathing alone is not gonna get you there. And when you're feeling intensely anxious and somebody's telling you to take a deep breath, I don't know about you, but that actually just makes me angry. And now I'm mad in addition to feeling anxious. So thanks for that. <laughs> Encouragement. Having some inspiration or motivation or kind, encouraging words that you can say or uh, take in from yourself is gonna be really important to pumping yourself up. So there are a few different ways that you can do this. You can literally take some post-it notes and write kind things about it going well or visualizing it going well and post it in places that you'll see it. You can have like a motivational poster or the lock screen on your phone could be an inspirational, encouraging quote. Uh, you can also use encouragement in terms of symbols or reminders of things going well. So for example, in my family, the symbol of the yellow butterfly represents a lot of good positive energy and pretty much for all of us whenever we notice or see a yellow butterfly somewhere or a symbol of a yellow butterfly it makes us feel and think of that family connection and bond and support and that can help us feel more positive and encouraging in what our next steps will be. Radical acceptance is acknowledging the reality of the situation so that you can roll with the punches. When you can identify and realize the reality of the situation, then you can make informed choices and decisions on what you want to do about it. Buddy up. So one of the things that makes us feel so anxious in social situations is we feel like we are the only one going through it. It's one of the reasons why I love running my teen group therapy groups because these kids in group like know these are real actual human beings, other teenagers who are here for guidance and support and supporting each other in return. It helps you know that your experience is not unique in the sense that you're the only one who could ever experience this. When you feel a connection and bonded with somebody and like you got a buddy in there, it helps you feel better about moving forward and taking that risk. It's why being able to see representation of somebody who has gone through or is going through something similar to you and having a positive outcome can help you hang in there and get there too. If you're struggling with finding a buddy to help you out in these situations, I highly recommend that you watch the video on your screen right over here. I'm talking all about how to build those healthy friendships when you're a teenager. And if you found the information in this video useful and helpful, please share it. You never know who you could be helping. Thanks for watching.